Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the Triweekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And I am literally not their brother Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're watching Minute 57, which opens with Gwen landing on a rooftop and ending a minute later with Kingpin's family driving away. I have titled this minute... Miles doesn't know Comic-Con. <laughs> Which I have questions about, but we'll get to that. Because yeah, he reads comics. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why I have, I have a theory, but we'll get to that line. Okay. The beginning of this minute shows the news clip that Miles sees when he's in, his, in the uh, police cruiser with his Car, dad. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Gwen seeing it in the morning. I'm assuming it's the same broadcast because both of those happen in the morning. Yeah. Right? I was trying to see if you could see the cop car driving by. Oh, that'd yeah. Be awesome. That'd be amazing, but I don't think that you're, you shouldn't because she's in Times Square and they're in Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they took the long way to get to school. <laughs> <laughs> they took an entire, like, it takes me, okay. Like, yeah, let's so, go to a different... from Times Square to Brooklyn is almost an hour. Yeah, well, his dad so... had a lot of lecturing to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I, I was looking, though, is because there's so much here where they're tying their stories together. Yeah. Like in the next part mm-hmm. where she's she's at her locker and you see the scene where he's walking by trying to fix his pants. Yeah, yeah we talked about that one when we first saw it. We're like, we kind of see it. Did we talk about it? I actually don't remember. Yeah, uh, when he's... I don't remember... If it's when he's fixing his pants, but there are scenes of him go- walking through school where she's at his locker. Yeah, it is. I locker. think the one they show is him struggling. Like it's like when he first thought he hit puberty. Yeah. Because his pants no longer fit, and it looks like he's trying to fix them. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were saying before, how, how does she get this uniform so fast? Right. <laughs> There's two options. One is she like snuck into the school and stole someone else's uniform from like the the locker room while they were like someone in sports in the morning you know she Mm -hmm. snagged it and came in uh or she snagged one from a store i don't think she would have been able to buy it because i don't think her money would be good here (laughs) and like the whole you know my spider sense led me to to the school is really weird because he didn't have spider powers until like right then yeah Yeah. and so it could be like when he's sleeping maybe like when it sort of like fully gives him the powers maybe that sent off like a a shock wave and she was trying to like instead of being like so i was following you for uh you know (laughs) for this amount of time (laughs) and suddenly i just showed up at the school like she probably shortened it to make herself seem a little bit less creepy (laughs) (laughs) probably yeah Did you guys notice that, I never noticed this before, but she actually, when we see Miles bump into her, she actually makes herself bump into Miles. Yeah. And they even, like, pointed that out in the in the director's commentary, I think it was. The director's and animator's commentary, they were like, oh yeah, you know, if you notice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I never noticed that until now. I'm like, she did that on purpose! Yeah, although I don't think it went nearly as she had planned because no. I don't imagine she was planning on having him get his hand stuck in her hair. And... So, 
she had to also sneak in and find out what his schedule was. Right. So that yeah. she could get into his physics class. I feel like Gwen did a lot of snooping before. Yeah. Like, I think what she did, this is my theory now, is she snuck into school. Like, something told her to go to Brooklyn Academy for some reason. She gets there and she sneaks into the, like, attendance office or whatever, finds out a student who is, like, either on vacation or absent or dropped out or something, took their uniform and grabbed oh, the schedule yeah. that way. She could have pulled it from one of the, the dorms yep. that they stay in. That's yep, right. But they, like, figured out, like, which dorm they are, like, with that, and it just happened to be the same size. Yeah. They, they probably also have, like, a... Uh, like a lost and found or something for kids who oh. come in with like uh, inappropriate clothing. Probably like backup uniforms for like you can't be wearing that. Yeah. Change. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or, and this is the very dark theory: she oh, kidnapped no. somebody, <laughs> forced them to give it because <laughs> she's also got like a locker. Like, did she just yeah? That's break why open I'm thinking lock? she broke into the school and got all that information. She had to. She first of all, she had to know it was Miles, so she knew whose record to go look up to find their schedule. Yeah, and then go get in his class so that she could laugh as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and like talking to the teacher, being like, "I'm a new student," and like, is the teacher just okay with that, or <laughs> did she assume someone's identity? I think she assumed someone's identity. Yeah. What I bet it was Wanda. Well, yeah. Wanda. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. She was like, oh, wait, no, I can't say Gwen. My real name's Wanda. It's, it's, it's Why Wanda. can't she say Gwen? This yeah. this has bothered me since I watched the movie the first time. Why is she hesitant in saying Gwen? My guess could be that she doesn't want to accidentally like, like find someone who knows the Gwen of this world. And so she's like... Oh, I don't want to maybe, be. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to be known as Gwen. Or maybe she's just so used to like a secret identity that she's like, well, she, she's not that used to it with how she covers it. Up. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> but if we're going with this theory that she took someone's identity, it would make a lot more sense. I think we're getting proof here. Yeah, I think there's a Wanda locked up in a closet somewhere. <laughs> I don't know, not that theory. <laughs> not that one. No. <laughs> Because is she at the school for multiple days? She has to be. At least for... Or is it just the one day? And then... Well, cause so, when she, so she meets Miles before he gets beaten. Yeah, because she meets Miles before he gets bitten. They do the hay after he gets bitten, and that was an overnight thing. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Is like... So her her spider sense sent her there before he was even bitten. Yeah. So it could be they kind of in the Spider Verse comic crossover, which mm -hmm. I forgot to mention last minute when we were talking about Gwen or at the beginning of the week when we were talking about her origin, she was created for the Spider Verse crossover storyline uh, as just like one of the spiders they met. Mm -hmm. But I, I think in that story they kind of talked about there was a lot of like fate and destiny of like the spider people kind of always meeting each other and like a lot of it's you know most of the time peter gets bitten and um or it always seems to be these people in like close proximity to peter slash gwen so maybe it was like she was drawn there because of the like 
by fate pretty much like fate knew and her spider powers knew that miles was potentially going to be the like maybe he's always the spider person that becomes the spider man when spider-man dies and so it's like well okay here's the next one right okay maybe (laughs) or (laughs) i mean I'll, i'll take it or we could give the very you know much simpler explanation of they were moving like dates and times around so much in this they didn't know when miles was necessarily going to be bit so maybe she showed up there when they originally had her showing up it was when he was after he was bit and then they just didn't fix that yeah yeah probably and then yeah she bumps into him and then like the flashback just ends like yeah i love the transition it's a good transition into current miles which when did he take his mask off (laughs) <laughs> and when did they get down from the tree? Yeah, while <laughs> well, she was telling the story, right? I guess. Yeah. So, like, is she telling the story and they're struggling to get down? Is she helping them? Like, I have a few questions yeah. there, but <laughs> not as important. I like to think she just jumped down and waited for them to get down themselves. <laughs> I like to picture her just kind of cutting them down and hoping the best. <laughs> yeah, they just fall Personally. on the ground. <laughs> There's snow, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like how it's this close up and Miles is like, I like your haircut. <laughs> you don't get to like my hair. You don't get to like my haircut. Okay. Yeah, I like that's one of those other neat things that they connect is like the story of her hair is sort of the story of their friendship. Where <laughs> um, you know he gets off to a bad start because he tears out some of her hair, and then here he's like, "Hey, I want to be your friend. I like your haircut," but she's like, "Nope, not yet. I still don't like you." And then at the end of the movie, he's like. You're allowed to like my haircut now. Yeah, it's like, can I like my haircut? And you can like me, too. (laughs) (laughs) I I just love the way she delivers that line, too. It's like, you're not allowed to like my haircut. Yeah. (laughs) Very funny. It's like, oh, that was And then she immediately just, like, leaves. She's like, you don't get to like it. Let's go. Come on. (laughs) I love how Miles is so dumbfounded he doesn't leave and then gets webbed. Yeah. Yeah. How many spider people are there? And I love Peter's response of save it for Comic-Con. Which is an underlooked response, to be honest. Yeah. Who webbed him? I think it was Peter. How did Peter web him when he's only got one web shooter? Do you think he gave it back? Oh, that's right. Maybe Peter did like a 360 no-scope webbed him, pulled him up. <laughs> <laughs> like, just was flying through the air and pulled him up. Or, or Gwen was just irritated, like swung back around, came back and picked him up. Was like, ah, come on, do I have to do everything for this kid? Apparently. <laughs> That's true, because they are both off screen when he gets webbed. Peter could have stopped on a tree and webbed him. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so this brings up a line that I mentioned earlier. So Miles doesn't know what Comic-Con is. So maybe they just don't have it yes. in his universe. I'm thinking either this universe does not have Comic-Con or... Miles is so in the dark and like ashamed of his comics yeah. that he just does not give that world much into the nerd world and doesn't realize that Comic Con's a thing. I think that he probably don't have Comic Con in his world. I think yeah. that's more likely, to be honest. Though I do find it funny how he would be like, "Oh yeah, I'm into comics," but like maybe he's still really new to it, and he's like, "I'm sorry, there's a what now?" Yeah, that would be like interesting to see like what their media landscape is like without like comic con and the influence it's had on just like how media is consumed and like delivered to people maybe they just don't have like they haven't had any big block but like 
the 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 early two thousands superhero renaissance kick off to the renaissance maybe or they have comic con or like what we would consider comic con but they don't call it comic con oh yeah a neat little art thing they did as they're leaving the scene the lasers cause the leaves to move and it's the only time the <laughs> leaves move on the trees <laughs> through this whole sequence yeah. <laughs> 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 One of the things they were talking about was like at some point someone was like, "Hey, should the the leaves just like rustle in the wind, kind of thing? Like, just normally have them move around. Like, nah, we'll just keep them still. It's, it's a lot easier <laughs> that way." <laughs> and they're like, "The bad guys can destroy the ne- the piece of the forest." Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, do, then, we'll do one scene where they wrestle. <laughs> here it rustles a bit. Um, it really took them some time to to catch up to the uh, or the the people with lasers to. To catch up to them. <laughs> well, they were walking. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Peter did like web quite a few of them. Do you think some of them stopped to get down Doc Ock? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of them are still oh, back there doing that. <laughs> you know what? I bet some of them did. <laughs> get a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> or like. How do we do? Should we just shoot them? Like, what do we do? Shoot the webs without shooting her. It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then we transition. We yes. get the smash cut to. Kingpin, no music. Right. Yeah. Which terrifies me. Because all we hear is the clicking of his pen. It's it's such a great just like way to show how intimidating like they do a good job of getting across his intimidation. I also feel the need to point out that like this is one time that we see Kingpin in full screen. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one time he doesn't take up the entire screen. <laughs> Yeah. The pen clicking, and then as he's going through this, and you see the different pictures of him, it really, really brings out the fact that he, is he mutated? I mean, yeah. how does this right? happen to somebody? Like, he's so bad. He's not shaped right. <laughs> he's like, no, no one else is shaped like this. There's not even. He's a ball with a head in the middle <laughs> like, of it. Not even his son is shaped like this. I'm like, oh, so it's yeah. not genetic. <laughs> Whatever it is. What happened to him? <laughs> Maybe instead of like the the like vat of chemicals that fell on like Matt Murdock, it fell on him and just made him really big instead of <laughs> blinding him. And round and yeah. brought his shoulders up over his head. So this giant hunch like right? Yeah. If that man could put his head on top of his shoulders. <laughs> Oh, that's... Could you please? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the pictures, though, it's just like literally a circle. Yeah. With a little head in the middle of it. It's just, it's like, oh. And he's always wearing, like, it always feels like he's wearing dark color, so it's just like this head in his void. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I will say they put him in some pretty silly clothes. They yeah. do put like, him in some, some very really goofy. mundane clothes in these pictures. <laughs> Which are very funny. Like, look, I'm wearing a... I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a, a vest. Yeah. <laughs> a sweater vest. How did I get this on my body? <laughs> I'm normal, guys. I wear sweater vests just like you. <laughs> he's got to have a custom tailor because oh, no, yeah. he's not buying these clothes anymore. <laughs> right? How, how much do you think it costs for him to get a suit? Uh, you think well, he you can't a... take it with you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> good point, good point. And, like, this whole flashback sequence does a really good job of, like, kind of humanizing him and mm-hmm. setting up his backstory in such a short period of time. In, like, a minute, 
Not even a full minute. Yeah. His his adolescent son is the size of his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to think about the the logistics when it comes to the Oh god. <laughs> 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 I was going to say did he lie to his family this whole time? Is that what he was doing? That's or... what it seems like. That he... seems to be what's implied. Or at least like he kind of tries to keep like maybe it say like keep business out of the house mm-hmm. and he just, you know, he brought it into the house this one time. And so yeah. that's just like, it was after doing it a bunch of times, maybe she's like, nope, that's it. This is the final straw. Or they didn't, they thought he was just a, you know, businessman philanthropist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's enormous. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they don't question that part. They, they just, they, they go with it. The man shaped like an egg. <laughs> <laughs> I do love going a little more serious. Uh, I love the sort of, like, portrait filter effect that they do in the flashback. Yeah, it, right. it feels kind movie. of watercolor-ish, yeah. slash, like, um, like nice crayons or something. Yeah, yeah. It almost, it's almost like a mixture of, like, watercolor and pastels. Yes, yeah. Nice crayons. <laughs> nice crayons. Like, they're not just crayons, but they're, you know... Fancy crayons, I don't know what those would be called. Um, maybe like colored pencil. Um, I don't know. I don't do art. Yeah, this is uh, nice crayon. Yeah. Certain areas of it remind me of like the stuff that they do with. Um, it's gonna sound stupid, but with like uh, coffee. Yeah. Oh, like the, the foam art. Yeah, the foam art where they drag a, a toothpick through it to like smear it. Okay. Yeah. yeah I could, oh, yeah. Because it it's got that, that like sort of. sort of fuzzy edges and yeah, yeah. Um, nothing's super sharply defined. Mm-hmm. And it's such a cool like difference with the other flashbacks we've seen that are like in this comic book style and so much more like how we see them. Yeah. And then this is a clearly like such a different flashback. And one of the things they were joking about in the animators commentary was like they were looking at the like concept art for this like oh yeah that looks really cool it'd be really cool if the art was like that for the actual movie and they're mm-hmm. like okay yeah i can't wait to see what they do and they're like oh they, they just used the concept art like it's just the same <laughs> they just kept the style cool, oh, cool. <laughs> it's great when that works out where like they kind of know what mm-hmm. what they want it to be early on and it stays pretty much the same throughout um, yeah. for this bit yeah i love things like that and it's so effective, too, because I feel like that sort of filter adds to the humanizing a bit. Yeah, if it was in the same art style as the rest of the movie, it wouldn't have nearly the same effect as it does this Or if way. it even was just like a fully animated almost montage of like him and his family, I don't think it would have worked. And the other nice thing, too, with the way it's done is it's sort of like you're not because it's so not concrete it like is also like the way memories work where mm-hmm. it's not concrete and things kind right. of are fuzzy and you can't really see exactly what's going on and so we don't really know like you know can you trust this flashback or is it just the way he pictures it and maybe right like he did something else that like put his family in danger and that's why they really left were were there things he was leaving out yeah yeah it's it's definitely showing it through, well, kind of like rose-colored rose glasses. Like, mm-hmm. 
yeah. wants to remember only the good stuff. Was there anything else that you guys wanted to bring up? I think that's it for this. That is all I had. Then we'll touch on Kingpin's voice actor. Um, we have heard him a bit before, but this is kind of where we thought it would be good to talk about him. His voice actor is Lee Schreiber, who started on stage in 1992 uh, in the off-Broadway play uh, Goodnight Desdemona, Good Morning Juliet, uh, where he played Lionel, and then has done stage productions throughout his career since then. And his film debut was in Mixed Nuts as the character Chris in 1994. But those were some smaller roles he had until his breakout role in the Scream trilogy as uh, Cotton Weary, uh, mm-hmm. starting in 1996. And then he went on to play Sabretooth in the X-Men Origins Wolverine movie yeah. and has had a bunch of other bigger film roles such as Ransom, Phantoms, uh, The Omen, and the one he got a lot of awards for was Spotlight in 2015 where he wore a bunch of uh best supporting actor and you know outstanding cast stuff that was that was the um that was the newspaper one right uh spotlight was yeah it was the boston um the sex abuse yeah scandal that they wrote about in boston that's right i just want to make sure i was thinking of the right movie yeah who's in there that's oh cool and then He's also done some other voiceover work in uh, My Little Pony the Movie. <laughs> he played the Storm King. Boy, yeah. what, a, what a career. We're going to go from Spotlight to My Little Pony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was also in Isle of Dogs as well as I wanted this to movie. see Isle of Dogs. And he had his directorial debut with Everything is Illuminated in 2005. But yeah, he's been in some other smaller parts here and there i've enjoyed him in the stuff i've seen him in yeah um, he i haven't he seen nails him in a it in this. i feel like i say this with every voice actor we talk about but he nails it in this movie yeah he does a really good good kingpin intimidating just knows how to send that shiver down your spine and yeah. knows how to give a voice it makes me think of like uh what's his name um tim burton in Alice in Wonderland, the Tweedledee and Tweedledee. Oh, yeah, yeah. He also um, he also reminds me of Tweedledee and Tweedledum in like comics, and, uh, <laughs> which I guess makes sense because they're <laughs> based on the same thing. Yeah. I will say this: if any other voice except his came out of Kingpins, I don't know if that design would have worked. I think the the actor that plays Kingpin in the Daredevil TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah, he does a very good job of being a live-action kingpin, so I could easily take his voice and just slap him on this kingpin, and it would probably work just about the same. Um, Mm, Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, but I think that might only, not only be because, but like, be pretty much because that's like, he's kingpin, so just making him an animated kingpin would work like would, would right. make sense yeah <laughs> you've already you've already plugged into that working for yeah, you yeah like i haven't seen daredevil so like it might not work for something like me it would be like no yeah. i can't hear it like who knows is that all you got for this minute yeah that was everything i had i think so all right thank you all for listening and we will catch you next week with new episodes
If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at at SpiderVerseMin, M-I-N, or reach us at Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at, at SpiderVerseMinute, or you can shoot us an email to podcast at SpiderVerseMinute.com. See you next time. Bye. Bye! <laughs> and, well, oh, wait. <laughs> I don't know what Thank you, Thomas, for joining us this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was it was an honor being your first guest. Yes, it was. You were an excellent first guest, and hopefully, we can have you back on uh, for a later minute. That'd be cool. Same. Thank you so much. It was so cool having you here. Quite a pleasure. <laughs> Bye for real.